0: We're up to Ches Ahmed Bez, just to review. Again, today's daf is a little more challenging, so I'll do my best to explain it the best that I can. Uh, questions, I don't mind. Uh, today's daf, uh, maybe more, keep it on the daf, because it's, it's hard as it is. Uh, we're up to four lines from the bottom, three lines from the bottom, Rabbi Shmuel. So the Gemara is, uh, is just to review, Kiva said that there's three Psukim, Vinitma, Vinitma, Vinitma. One is to say that she's also a sotas also to her husband. A second is that she's also to the adulterer. And the third one is that she's also for truma. That if uh, if the husband dies, she's possible. She can never eat truma again. Meaning and uh, or not even if the husband dies even if the husband divorces her she goes back home she can't eat truma so one is for truma so Ravishmal said what do you need a pasuk for truma for? of course she's also kahuna from the following Kav so that question is quite obvious Rav was addressing the Yisra of truma and Ravishmal said what do I need a pasuk for? of course she's also kahuna or kahuna and truma are not the same so Again, Rabbi Shmol's point is that there's a kavachomer to say that she's Asla Kahuna, which means that if the husband were to die, she can't marry a Kayin because she's treated as a Zaina. I understand that. But that's not what Ravikiva was addressing. Ravikiva was referring to Truma, and you're saying, I don't need a Pasuk for Truma. I know that she's Asla Kahuna. Well, those are not the same things. So the Gemara says, Ravishmal, i Am Rabbi Kiva, Truma, Mahad Kahuna. Rabbi Shmol, uh, says to Ravi Akiva, I don't need a Pasuk for Truma because I know she's Asla Kahuna. Well, what's going on over here? Bisu. Kuna Manali. and also it's takah How does Ravikiva know that she's asla Because Ravikiva is using it for truma. Ravishmol has a kavachomer, but how does Ravikiva know that she's asla Again, the case where she's asla is obviously not if she's divorced, because if she's divorced, she's asla anyway, because she's a grusha. It means that she becomes a sot and then her husband dies. She can't marry a kayan even though she's a widow, it's because she's a zona. So how does Rav know that she's also a kahuna? So it says the Gemara, Perhaps Rav doesn't need a Pasuk. It's obvious that she's also a kahuna, because think about it. If she can't eat truma, why can't she eat truma? Because she's a zona. Well, if she's a zona for truma, it makes sense that she'd be a zona for kahuna as well. But if that's the case, Not even that. Forget about Forget about truma. Forget about truma. Maybe Rav doesn't need a Pasuk to say that she's also a kahuna. I'll tell you why. Why is it that she can't be with her husband anymore? Because it's a Suffolk zina, right? You're treating her, we're not sure whether she committed adultery, and we're going to be Machmer, Suffolk luchumra. So if you're treating her as if she's a Zona to outlaw her for her husband, then she's going to be outlawed for Truma, she's going to be outlawed for Kahuna. So if you tell me that the reason why Revakiva knows that she's Asla Kahuna is without a Pusuk, then why does he have a Pusuk for Truma? I mean the truma and kahuna are going to be basically very similar if you have a pasuk for one why would you not need a pasuk for the other you say oh he doesn't need a pasuk for kahuna because of course she's ka'asal kahuna because her marriage is over because we treat her as an adulterer okay so then why need a pasuk for truma whatever you're gonna, if you're gonna, you need a pasuk for one but some you need a pasuk for the other they're both very similar bai So the Gemara says rather, so what's the pshat? So what's really going on? So the answer is Ravakiva Arba This explains everything, and that is, it says Vinitma, Nitma, Nitma. So it says the word nitma three times, but there's a vav on one of them, Ravakiva Darshan's Vavs. So it's two. Uh, Nitma is one, Nitma is two, Nitma is three, and the Vav is a fourth. It says four Psokim, one for the husband, one for the adulterer, one for truma, one for Kahuna. There's a Pasuk for all four. So that's the Gemara says, Rav Eki That's Rav Shita. there's a Pasuk to outlaw all of them. Rav the reason why Ravishmal has a Kav is because Rav doesn't darish Vav so all he has is three so one for the husband one for the adulterer Rav Yishmol one is for Truma that she's not allowed to eat Truma anymore so one is to say that her husband she can't be with her husband anymore one is to say that she can't be with the adulterer ever and the other one is that she is if she divorces her husband and she goes back home and she's a Baskai and she cannot eat Truma one's for Truma People that are four psukim, for sukkim to outlaw, they've all agreed to the same things, it's just a matter of how you get there. Either it's psukim or it's a kavachoma, husband, bal, bal, baal, baal ba truma, so the point is so Ravishmal only has 3 so one's for the bal one's for the boil and one's for truma and how does he know that she's also the kuna that's his kav so why, why does does ravishmal learn about the the, the kav of kuna why does not he do the kav for uh, truma oh, so the gemara says kuna has a kav Rabbi ravishmal might it's a krol truma kuna is a the gemara is asking this Kash exactly meaning you have you have one pasuk and he got Truma and Kahuna. So he's gonna say, Oh, the Pasuk's for Truma and the Kahuna will be a Kava How do you know the Pasuk's not for Kahuna? Maybe Truma's mutter. So the Gemara says, Memai mm-hmm. Dilma Utruma Sharia. Meaning exactly, you have one Pasuk and you have either Kahuna or Truma. Which one are you gonna go with? So he says, Oh, I think it has to do with uh with Truma. How? How do you know that? Maybe it's for Kahuna. Yeah, well, why is he picking one over the other? So he's going with Truma and Kahuna's Kava How do you know that? Maybe it's for Kahuna and Truma's mutter. I I, I don't know. Why is he automatically putting the Pesach for Truma over Kahuna? So the answer is, The answer is, it makes a lot of sense like this. You have Truma and Kahuna. When would the Truma be relevant? Potentially, when she gets divorced, right? If she's a Vaskoyan, Right, she becomes a sota. She gets divorced. She can instantly potentially go eat truma and is being outlawed. When would kahuna be relevant? Kahuna would only be relevant if she's widowed, meaning if before he divorces her he dies. Because if she's divorced, then she's a grusha anyway. So the reason why Ravishmal uses the pasuk for kahuna is very simple. You have three pesukim. One is to outlaw her husband, meaning right now. One is to outlaw the adulterer, right now if she's divorced meaning the first one is to outlaw her husband, that even if she divorces her husband, she can never be with him again. The second is to outlaw the adulterer. If she divorces the husband, she can't marry the adulterer. The last one is either Truma or Kahuna. Well, if the other two are relevant right now without being a widow, they're just relevant right now even by divorce, so which one out of the two is relevant right now? Truma. Because Kahuna only kicks in if she's widowed, which, which which is a much more strange case. So because it doesn't belong... Therefore, he's going to use the pasuk as referring to truma and kahuna being based on a kavachomer because he feels that it makes sense that all three psukim are referring to halachic scenarios that will be relevant instantly upon divorce, as opposed to kahuna, which is only relevant if she's widowed. So he feels that it makes sense that all three are going to be the same. In after death? Then she could potentially marry a kayim. Right, the Pasek is outlawing her, marrying a kayan. What a I minute, mean, she's divorced anyway. She's outlawed from a Kona. The answer is, if she's widowed, then she's a zaina. So it's only negayah. The Pasek assuring a Kayan is only negayah if she's widowed. The other two are Negeia right now if she's divorced. So it makes sense that we're going to keep them all the same. And they're all going to be relevant to Halachic shailas relevant to divorce, which would imply Truma kahuna will therefore not be relevant and it'll be darshan from a kava That's how we use the Pesach for one as opposed to the other. Now, why does Rav Akiva use the pusik for all four? Why doesn't he agree with this svara of use the pusik for truma and kahuna kavachomer? So the Gemara says, oh, Rav Akiva, do me the battle by Leslie. First of all, Rav Akiva doesn't believe that they all have to be the same. So like your whole premise is that the third one is dafka for truma and kahumna is a kavachomer because I'm going to use the pasuk for truma because it's similar to the other two. Rav Kiva doesn't believe in that. Who says they all have to be similar? Therefore Rav Kiva because he's not sure he needs a pasuk for all four. And also <laughs> Rav Kiva would actually tell you that even if it could be Darshan from a kavachomer there are times where the Torah would tell you that although you could use a kavachomer I'm going to give you a clear pasuk. So it could be Rav Kiva would agree that kahuna could be darshim from a kavachomer, but I'm still going to give a pasik. There are times, it's milsi daisib a kavachomer, there are times where you could learn something from a kavachomer, tarach v'kasal v'kra, Hashem still gave us a pasik. So it could be Rabbi Kiva agrees that there's a kavachomer here, but he's saying, I happen to have a pasik. They both agree. It's just a matter of whether it's a pasik or a kavachomer. And he's saying that I agree that there could have been a kavachomer, but parach Hashem, we have a pasik, I don't have to come on to it. Now, okay, there's basically, that was one sogyah. Okay, now there's a second sukkah, and the third sukkah is way harder. But the second sukkah is like this: We said yesterday that we learn out from a sota that Suffolk tumah is All right, Suffic tumah is tame, because right, every sota is a suffic tumah, but because it's like a sota, it has to be. Let's say for a sheretz. I'm not sure whether I touched a dead sheretz. So am I tame or not? So it has to be like a sota, which is rishus hayachid. Sota only applies rishus hayachid, and it has to be yeshbo das lishol. Which means, the case of a sota, everyone involved, you could talk to. You could talk to everyone involved. You could ask them what happened. You could ask the man, you could ask the woman. So by a sheretz, it only applies if the person, obviously the lizard you can't talk to, but the other thing, the thing that became tame, has to be someone you could talk to them. So it's talking about a case where it's an adult, not a child, not a kli. So it has to be, right. I said yesterday, the case is if you're walking down in a private property and you're wheeling your backpack behind you, and then you look back and you get to the door and you look back and you realize in the middle of the room there's a dead lizard. And you're like, oh, did my backpack touch it? I know I didn't, but did my backpack touch it? So that is, so oh, it's a tuma. no, that's not the similar. Why? Because you can ask your backpack what happened. You can't ask your backpack what happened. So because you can't ask your backpack what happened, it's not Negei. So the source that regarding Tumah there is a concept of Yeshboi Das Lishol is learned out from a sota. Now here's the problem. The problem is there's another source in the Torah, to make a distinction between das lishal or not. Das lishol means that the subject has to be someone you could ask. So we're learning it out from a Sota. The problem is there's another pasuk. So why do you need both? So the Gemara says, um, Rav gidol Merav um, um, says, this distinction regarding Tumah between the subject being aware and you could ask them or not, I actually have a different source that there's a distinction, not from Sota. What's the other source? Because the Pasuk says like this, regarding um, uh, Tamei uh, Kodshim, the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Any Kodshim that is Tamei, you shall not eat. Now the Pasuk says specifically, that is Tamei. That implies it's only a problem if it's Vadai Tamei. Now this Pasuk alone would imply Safik Tumah by Kachim is fine because the Pasuk says don't eat it if it's Tumah which implies if you're not sure, it's fine. But then the next Pasuk says kol tahar The Pasuk says only eat it if it's Tahar. So you have a little bit of a contradiction within the Pasach. The Pasach starts off by saying, do not eat it if it's Tameh, which implies if you're at Suffolk, it's fine. But then the Pusik says, only eat it if it's Tahar, which implies if it's a Suffolk, it's a problem. So you have, from the beginning to the end of the Pusik, there's a contradiction. The Pusik starts off by saying that do not eat any kudshim that are Tameh, vaday, which implies Suffolk is fine. But then the Pasach ends off, only eat it if it's vaday Tahar. Suffolk is not fine. So is a Suffolk fine? Is it not fine? It's a contradiction in the Pasach so what's the answer you know how you explain the pasuk of whether suffix tamay is fine or not one part of the pasuk implies it's a problem one part of the pasuk implies it's not a problem the answer is very simple is there das lishol if there's das lishol it's a problem like a sota if it's not das lishol it's fine that's how you have the pasuk. So basically, you have two sources in the Torah that regarding tumah, we will treat it more severely if there is das lishol. You have sota and you have this pasuk. And the question is, why do you need both? So the Gemara says, w- w- "Where is das by Kachin? Well, you'd have to be that the person who the who had the interaction with the tumah is is. Is, uh, is someone who has Das. Wow. Meaning, if let's say you're the Tame person, I could ask you, well, did you touch it? As opposed to the Tame being, uh, you know, uh-huh. s- uh, spittle that flew and you don't know where it went, you know. Yeah. So the point is, so you have these two sources that there's a distinction of Das wow. Lishal. One's a Sota and one's a Passover Kosh. And the question is, why do you need both? So the Gemara says, You need both. Why? The reason why you need both is because like this. Everyone agrees, it's very simple. Everyone agrees, this is the conclusion halacha. Das lishol, in a rishos hayochid, and only one party has to be das lishol. Like the case of the lizard, there's two parties involved. There's you, and there's the sherets. I can't ask the sherets, but you got you, that's enough. You need to have those three concepts. Das Lishol, Rishus Only one person has to be someone that you could ask. You need both. To get to that conclusion, why? If all you had was the pasuk by Kodshim, there is no distinction between Shusayachim and Shusarabim. That's Sota. Sota tells you there's a distinction between Shusayachim and Shusarabim. But if all you had was Sota, I would think you need both parties to actually be able to talk to, right? Sota, you could talk to the guy, you could talk to the girl. I wouldn't be able to apply it to a Sheretz because I can't talk to the Sheretz. Therefore, the pasuk by Kodshim, which is obviously piece of meat, you only can talk to one. So you need both to sort of give you this big picture, and that is, you need Das lishol, but there's a distinction, and you only need one of them to be someone you could speak to. So but that's why you need both these sources to give you that giant picture. Okay. Meaning by the pasik by Kotschim. So one Pusik, the Pusik, first part of the pasik implies that it's Suffolk Tameh, and the second part of the Pasik implies Suffolk Tahar, and the answer is, is there Das lishol? If there's Das Lishol, tam-e. If there's no Das lishol, that, that's Tahar. That's yeah yeah okay so here until the end is now going to be a lot trickier so we got to just do our best to focus I, i'm going to do my best to explain the best i can i can't i can't promise on it yeah now we're talking oh no 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 it's, uh, it's, uh, we'll just we'll just put our heads down we'll just do our best so like this i mentioned in the mishnah that there is when it comes to tumah you have an avatumah, then you have a rishayin and then a shani. now a shaini applies even to mundane food Meaning, why would it be Nege'ah if I have chulin? All chulin, all food, can become a Shani. Now, why is that Nege'ah? Well, it could be Nege'ah two things. First of all, because what does it matter if a sheni is tamme? So it could be Nageya two things. First of all, there are Rabonim that used to eat their Hulin with the levels of Kedusha, so then you'd want to know, make sure that it's tummy. Also, secondly, uh, three, uh, it's actually going to get three reasons. Secondly, if it touches other things, it could transmit Tumah further. And third, Ma'isr Sheini. is technically Chulin, but if it becomes tummy, it has certain Halachas that kick in. So the point is, Arishon and a sheni applies to all food. Shlishi only applies to Truma and Kadshim and revi oh, only applies to Katshim. There's no such thing as a revi'i by Truma. If a revi'i if a shlishi touches truma, the truma's fine. There's no such thing. So Shani applies to all food, shlishi is truma and kachim, ravi'i only kachim. That's the basic premise. Now in the Mishnah, this is where, just, in the Mishnah, Rav Akiva Darshin the Pasuk from a klicheres that there's such a thing by shlishi for truma. The Pasuk said, the Mishnah said, He said, Rav Akiva found the pasuk that there's such a thing as a shlishi by bread because the pasuk says that if you have a sheretz that goes into the airspace, the sheretz is an avatuma, the earthenware oven is a rishon, the bread in the oven is a shani, and the pasuk says yitzma, which means the bread can contaminate others. You can make a shlishi. Rav Akiva says, oh, you see, there's a shlishi by tumma. Okay. Now said the Mishnah, who is it? Well, he didn't say who, but it's true menkhatim. Now, but he says that this is the source of shlishi. There's such a source in the Torah for shlishi. Now, said the Mishnah, Rabbi Yeshua said to Rev, his student Rav Akiva, "Oh, I wish Rav Yocham Ben Zakkai was here. Why? Because Rav Ben Zakkai used to say he was afraid. What's gonna be when 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 uh, the, the future diros? He was afraid that the future diros would." abolish the concept of a shlishi, they would say shlishi doesn't exist. Why? Because there's no source in the Torah. He said, Baruch Hashem, Rav came and found the source. Okay, that's what the Mishnah said. Now let me ask you a question. If there's no source in the Torah for it, then why is it a problem? Right, Rav Yechon said, I'm so worried that a future dar will get rid of shlishi because there's no source in the Torah. Well, if there's no source in the Torah, maybe they should get rid of shlishi. What are you exactly worried about? If there is no source, huh? Oh, no, so it's not a Lechom of There is something similar. It's a Kav So that's the Gemara's kasha. If there is no source for a Shlishi, then why is it a problem? So the answer is, yeshlo. There is a source for a Kavachomer of Shlishi. So Rabbi, Rabbi Yochum Ben Zakeh was saying, I'm afraid that the future door will not hold of my Kavachomer, but there's a Kav Now, what is the Kav to create a Shlishi? The Kavachomer is as follows. Again, we're just going to, Focus on the words, I'm gonna do my best. Uma tfullyim. Now tfulyoim is someone who was tame. Now could there are a lot of a lot of people could be tfulyoim, it depends on what made you tame. You could be a tfulyim of a Zav, of a Keri, whatever. Sherit, there's a lot of Tumas. Mace, but tfully means you went to the mikvah and you're waiting for nightfall. Right? Like the first Mishnah in Brachos, May Sakar Shmabish, Shukhanum Nchaslach B The until if you tell me in the morning, until that night you're called a Yom. What is your status for a Umat Uma Yom shemutter bachulin. A Yom is allowed to eat chulin, but poisel be truma, but he disqualifies Truma. A Yom can't eat truma, hence the Kehanim had to wait for nightfall. So if a Yom is can eat chulin, but he can't eat truma, kiker shani then a shani. Which is a problem by chulin kavachomer it'll disqualify Truma as a Shlishi. Meaning, if it's full Yoim, can eat chulin can eat Truma, then a Shani who could create a problem for chulin because he could make chulin tome, Kavahomer he'll disqualify Truma by touching it. So if it's full Yoim, can eat chulin, but can eat truma. Then a sheni, which is relevant by chulin kavachomer, it'll disqualify a shlishi for truma. That's the source. So the source of a shlishi is a kavachomer from a tivol yom. So the gemara says, and again, the premise is if you have in front of you a tivol yom, a tivol yom can eat chulin, no problem, he can eat it. Can eat truma. So a sheni. Which is a problem by chulin? It's a reality that chulin can become a sheni can become a uh, uh, can become a chulin can become a sheni. Kavachomer, a sheni can make a shlishi. That's the source. So the kavachomer is learned out from a tfulyom. Now here's the problem. So if a yom so basically the source that a sheni. So if I have a loaf of bread that's a sheni and it touches an apple that's truma, it's a problem. What's the source? It's learned out of kavachomer from a tfulyom. Now here's the problem. Like all kavachomers, we're just going to ping ping back and forth. The Gemara says. A tfulyaim, you're going to compare a loaf of bread which is a sheni, and you're going to say that that's a problem if it touches an apple. Why? Because it's a kavachomer from a tefillayim. A tfulyaim can be an avatuma, right? A yam can be someone who to touches a dead body. Conceptually, if the end of his, right, when it's the day that he goes to the mikveh, that's a very high-level tumma. So you're going to say, well, if full yom creates a problem for Truma, or Rosheni, well, a yom is a very high-level tumma. I understand. Like, that's not comparable. You can't compare a yom to, to a loaf of bread. That's a Sheni. The answer is go to the next page. Teisim a yom to Sheretz. Okay, well, don't, we'll apply it to a yom of a Sheretz. A yom of a Sheretz is not an Avat tummeh. he's a Rishon. Not all tfol are made equal, so you're not going to learn out from a tfol of a dead body. Tfol of a sheritz. But here's the problem. Mal tfol the de sheritz minoy avatuma. But at least a tfol of a sharetz, who who is a tfol A person. You're trying to compare a loaf of bread to a person. People can become an avatuma. Food can never become an avatuma. It's a special Xerysa kasa. Food can never become an avatuma. Even if an apple touches a dead body, it's not an avatuma. So you're going to try to compare. What's, how do I know that if I have a loaf of bread that's a shenya and touches apple, it's a truma, it's a problem? Because it's learned that from a, tfiliyam. a tfiliyam is a person. People are able to become a higher level tshuma than food. So that should be a reason that you can't learn it out. So the answer is, meaning, maybe the reason why it disqualifies truma is because it's a person. And a person can become an avatuma. The answer is, klicheres yochiach. There's a special gzeres hakasiv that while kalem can become an Avatumma, a klicheres cannot. And yet a klicher still disqualifies truma. So you see, the fact that it can become an avatoma is an irrelevant fact. So it's learned out as a kavochomer from a yom. But, yeah, but okay. You can't learn out from a classic tefill because that's a person. We'll learn out from a tefill yayim of a cheres. But cheres has a special halacha that is able to contaminate just from airspace, even without contact. Cheres is the only, uh, it's a special that if a lizard, a dead lizard, goes into the airspace of a cheres, it contaminates it even without contact. So so, I, so you can't learn out from a cheres because of that. You can't learn out from a tefill classically because it's a person. So how do you do that? So whenever you have you can't learn that from one. You can't put them together, right? She came Right. You can't learn that from one individually. What's that? What's the common denominator between a klicheres that was tame and a tful that was tame? Both of them disqualified truma. So. So it's learned out that was the Kavachomer of Rav Yochanan So it's learned out from a combo Tful Yoyim person and a combo Klicheris, that's Tomei. They both disqualify Truma. Kavachomer, a loaf of bread, will definitely, a Shani will definitely make a Shlishi for Truma. Now, Rav Yochanan Menzake, that's his Kavachomer. Again, we understand the best that we can. Rav Yochan was afraid that a future dar would abolish this kavachomer Why? The Acher, this is very strange. I'm going to read this line. I'll, I'll just tell you Tesis is Kasha. I, I, I can't really explain it that well. Dar Acher, parech, the Dor Acher said, you're going to try to learn out from a combination of what? Of a cheres and a Tephul Now, you can't learn out from Tephul yoim because it's a person. You can't compare people to food because a, per, a person can become an Avatoma. You can't learn out from Cheres on its own because it's Metama BaAver. Put it together the other future dar didn't like it why because you can't learn out from each one because each one has a uniqueness now basically Tysus asks you're basically getting rid of every tzad hashavah. every tzad shava means you can't learn out from one because it has uniqueness you can't learn out from two because it has uniqueness put it together the future dar is like yeah but that's not fair because they're both unique you're basically his kasha that you've abolished every tzad hashavah. he has two answers the answers are hard to understand. One, he says that they're unique, they're not just a regular unique, They're mashuna. I'm not 100% sure, but that's Tais' Kasha. But that's what Rav Yechah was afraid of. The truth is, it's not accurate, right? Rav Yechah didn't believe in it. But Rav Yechah was afraid that the future dar would abolish it because they would say, you're going to learn out from Klicheres and Tephul each one's unique. And don't tell tzar HaShavah, I don't believe in that, and therefore the future, he was afraid the future dar would abolish it. Fine. Rav Yechah said Chomer Okay Huh? The Tisus is on the previous Ahmed. The old quote this uh, where's this Tisus? Here. I have seen all the Mufarsh. I have a safe in my home called uh uh what do you call it? Um uh, Sharmitsinabaloka. He quotes this he quotes a lengthy Tis. Hold on one second. Um, oh, it's in Ksubis. Sorry. Ksubas Lamid base. So so okay, fine. So that's the source. That a shlishi is a problem, Yavravikum and Zakai has it from a Rav Ravakiva found the Pasuk. Okay. Now, how do you know that a Ravyi, that's a problem by Truma. So I know that a Shlishi is a problem by Truma from either a Kalvachomer or a Pasuk. Fine. I mentioned that you could have a Ravi'i by Kutchim. So if that Shlishi Truma touches a piece of shlomim, no good. How do you know that? So this says Gemara Yosi. I'm Raviosi, How do I know that a Rave exists by kachem? We've proven Shlishi. How do I know that a Ravi exists by Kutchum? Dinhu, Kavaheimimer. Uma we talked about it full yaim. Yeah, that's someone who went to the mikvah is waiting for a nightfall. But then there are some people that they went to the mikvah had nightfall already, but now they have to bring a carbon the next day. So between nightfall and the next day's carbon, they're called the Mikhusi kipuram. I'll give you an example. Uh, 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 so what's the halakha for a Uma muchusikipurim shemutter bitsuma pasel bikai If machusaki is allowed to eat shuma. But he can't eat kachim, so shlishi shapasal b'truma ined. and she a If a shlishi, which is a problem by truma kavachoymer, it's a problem by kachim. So meaning it's learned that from mechusikipurim. If a mechusikipurim can eat truma, can not he kachim? Then a shlishi, which is a problem by truma kavachoymer, that it's a problem by kachim. So that's the source. The source that a ravie is a problem by kachim is learned out of kavachoymer from mechusikipurim. So we have a shlishi for truma, we have a revi for kachim what's the source of shlishi for Kutchim? again shlishi for truma we have that's kavachomer and, uh, and exeris exersacus we have ravii for kachim from a kavachomer what's the source that you could have a shlishi for Kutchim? well it's got it's got it's sort of like we sort of skipped a step. Well, oh, so so the Gemara says. Well, the Gemara, you don't have to. There's actual pasuk. So we have shlishi for truma that we have either a kavachomer or pasuk. Ravii Kotchim, we have a kavachomer from mechusikipurim. What's the source that you could have a shlishi for kodeshim? So the Gemara says the lamanu shlishi mekodesh taira a shlishi for kachim is a pasuk that we'll get to in a second, and Ravi is a kavachomer as we just mentioned. What, what do you need a pasuk for? You, you can just say that kachim is more severe than truma. Right? True. Uh, then then you'd have to start getting into like a kavachomer from a kavachomer. And yeah, listen, it's incredibly obvious that if there, if Ravi exists, then shlishi definitely exists. But if you have a pasuk that makes it stronger, yeah. so there's a pasuk for ravii for shlishi for kachim. There's a pasuk, and, and ravii yeah. is a kavachomer. Okay. What's the pasuk by shlishi by kachim? The to find something. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, if, if you got a pasik, yeah, if you not? got if you got him, you know, okay. flaunt it So What's the source that Shlishi exists by Kudshim from the Torah? The, the pasuk says, Habaser The pasuk says, any Kudshim that came in contact with Tumma, you can't eat. Now, Tummah. Implies an avatama. It implies a reshon, and it implies a sheni. Right? A reshon, sheni, and an av are all called tame. So therefore, right? Because tame means something that can transmit tuma. So if the pasuk says don't eat any kudshim that came in contact with tame and a sheni is tame, that means don't eat kudshim that came in contact with sheni because it's a shlishi. There's a pasuk that says that a shlishi is a problem. So the gemara says. Fine. Now, let's just finish this up, this last little bit. I'll, I'll do my best. This is, this is the hard part that I was having the hardest part with. So you have a Ravi by Kadshim, according to Rav Yossi, is a Kalvachomer, because what's the Kavachomer? If Mechuser Kipurim can eat truma and can't eat Katshim, then a shlishi, which is a problem for truma, kavachomer, it creates a revi for kachim. So the Kavachomer is learned out from kipurim that again, if Mechuser Kipurim which truma is fine, Katshim is no good, then a shlishi, which truma is no good, Kavachomer revi is a problem. So it's learned out from a Kavachomer form. The Gemara says, I don't understand, Rav what he's talking about. Mahu? I have a very, very easy way to deflect his Kavachomer. Again, the Kavachomer is based on the premise that if something is a problem for Truma, Kavachomer, it's a problem for for Kachem. Which makes sense, right? Which one's more severe in your mind? Kachem. So if Truma's out, Kavachomer, Kachem's out. So Shlishi, Truma's out, Ravii, it'll create by The problem is, we have a machloikas, if a tzvul yayim touches something, what is the status of a tzvul yayim? Right? A guy goes to the mikveh, and then he's waiting for nightfall, and it, we said that he can't eat stuff. What is he? Is he a rishon? What, what is the Torah? What, what, what status does he have? Because he already went to the mikveh, so what he had before is seemingly gone. He has this new thing called a Tfulyaim but what is he treated as. Is he a Rishon that if he touches something it makes a Shani and then a Shlish Yirvi? Is he a Shani and he touches something Shlish What is the thing? So the Shita of the Rabbanan is that he's not a Shani, he's like a weak Shani and that is he doesn't transmit tumma to anything. All he does is he disqualifies true men Kachim. That's it. He doesn't, he doesn't create a chain. He just can't eat true men so the No, a Tfulyaim. So he, he he's not a Shani or rishon, huh? No, mechusikipurim is someone after nightfall. Tvil yom is until nightfall. So the gemara says like this. say why? What about some someone that tvil that touched stuff? Why? That you're saying. That if it disqualifies truma kalvachomer, it'll spread Tuma a next step to to kachim. Meaning, what's the kalvachomer based on? If a shlishi, which disqualifies truma kalvachomer, it'll spread. You're assuming that if it's a problem for truma, it automatically spreads a step. The thing is, the Rabbanan shita is that a tful doesn't do that. He just disqualifies one level. He doesn't it doesn't get a next step, right? If a tful yam touches truma, it disqualifies the truma, and then that truma touches kachim, it's fine. But wait a minute, I thought according to you, any time I disqualify truma, it should be able to spread to the next step. That's your whole point, right? You're trying, I have a source that a shlishi is a problem by truma. If a touches shlishi, the truma is out. And then how do I know that it spreads one more step? Kavachomer. But I, I, I prove you're wrong, because according to the Rabbanon, if a tzfulyam touches truma, the truma is disqualified, but it doesn't go another step. So... What's that about? So (laughs) your Kav again, if Rav Yossi holds like the Rabbonon, it's a problem. Why do we have to say T'vul Yom? Hustles, anything? Well, no. So the Gemara is going to have a pasuk. The Gemara says like this: "Detanya." Well, no, because the assumption is that Pusse, There are psukim that imply that he can't eat truma. I know it's teful can't eat truma. So the assumption is that he is he has some level of tuma. The question is what is that level of tuma? "Detanya abashol kodesh latame abashol shita is a is a rishon. That's it. Boom. So he has he can spread two steps of tuma and disqualify three levels. Meaning. If he touches something, it makes it a sheni. Touches another thing, it makes a shlishi. And the other one takes a revi, so it's three. He can start a chain of, of three more things. He's a rishan, by the way. Abishol just means, uh Twil yom is a rishan. Good. That's Abishol shita. Rav Meir says, no, he's a sheni. Okay. Then you have the chachamim. Says the chacham no. He has this weird status, which is, he just disqualifies what he touches, but doesn't go another step. If he touches Truma, Truma's out. If he touches Kaja, out. But that's it. So here's the Kasha. If Rav Yossi holds like the Rabbanon, then his Kavachomir is out the window. Why? His whole Kavachomir is that if Shlishi is a problem for Truma, it has to go another step. A Kavachomir goes to Ravi. But you have a Tful that it disqualifies Truma and it doesn't go another step. So if Rav Yossi holds like the Rabbanon, if he holds like Abishol, not a problem. If he holds like the Rameir, not a problem. But if he holds like the Rabbanon, then, then it's a problem. Because again, according to Abishol, every tefillu is a rishon. So it does go multiple steps. According to the Rabbanon, it doesn't. It just goes one step and then it stops. If he touches Truma, Truma's out. But if the Truma touches Kushim, it's fine. So how could Raviosi hold like Ab- the Rabbanon? So the Gemara says the obvious answer. Well, who says he holds like the Rabbanon? Maybe he holds like Abishol. Maybe he holds like Rameir. So the Gemara says. The uh, that's only the no. No, it, it disqualifies if he touches. The Rabbanon agree that if a tful yom or a machusiki touch something, what they touch is disqualified. They don't believe that it goes more than that, it won't go another step. So there's a source that it'll problem kudshim, but if the, if it touches truma, the truma and then touches kudshim is fine. They don't believe that it goes multiple steps. And Rav Yossi believes, based on his Kavachomer, that if truma will be disqualified, Kavachomer, it'll the next step should disqualify kudshim. And the rabbans don't believe in that in the case of a Yom. So the gemara says, well, maybe and we'll end with this again. You listen to the recording, hopefully, and I'm happy afterwards to sit down. I'll try to explain it the best I can. So the gemara says. Uh, how do you know that Rav Yossi holds like the Rabbanon? maybe he holds like Abishol again Rav Yossi's point is that he found a source for Ravi by Kachim from a Kav and the problem the Kav doesn't work according to the Rabbanon, so maybe he holds like Abishol okay so the answer is like this it can't be he can't hold like Abishol he has to hold like the Rabbanon, and hence the problem <laughs> If he it was a Esau could tait Kabishol, if raviosi actually holds like Abishol, again, Abishol Shita is that it's full yom is a Rishon, then Lysi the Bekodesh, machas yom. I'll tell you why he can't hold like Abishol. What was raviosi's thing? raviosi started off this discussion by trying to find a source for Ravi by Kodchim. And his source was Kavachomer from Makhusekipuram. If he holds like Abishol, that it's full Yom is a Rishon, he could actually learn it out from that. He doesn't need the mechusik kipurim. He could actually learn a revi by kachim straight from a tefillah yom. How so? Ma ochal haba machis tefillah yom. The tefillah yom gufe muter bechulin. Omret iba kodesh. Ochal shlishi haba machmasheni. The sheni gufe osir bechulin. Ined didn't she osir revi Very simple. A tefillah yom. That's a reshon according to Abishol. Does it make a revi? Yes, it makes a revi by kachim because the, Abishol said. A T'ful yom, that's a rishon, makes a sheni, which makes a shlishi, which makes a ravi. So if a T'ful yom makes a ravi, then why can't I learn that out and that be the source that a shlishi makes a ravi? meaning in other words the fact that Rabbi Yosi is learning out a Ravii from a Kavachomer from a Chos means he doesn't hold like Rabbi if he doesn't hold like Rabbi Shol means he like the Rabbanon if he holds like the Rabbanon then the Kavachomer is flawed we'll end with this and don't tell me that you can't compare. You can't learn out from a Yom because it's a person, and he's trying to compare it to food because he learns it out from mechusikipurim, which is also a person. So he clearly doesn't care about that distinction. So therefore, Rafiosi Taka holds like the Rabbonon, in which case his kavachomer is actually flawed. All right, we'll stop here. Okay, that was that was okay.